All right, folks, special edition of Light the Lamp, the podcast here on the Sport Grid platform. We are glad to be with you. Don't forget Saturday night, Light the Lamp, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific time, Sirius Channel 204 on Sports Grid. Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart, Andrew Torres will join us on Saturday. But special edition, Cammy, we're doing this on Monday night after NHL trade deadline day. And the reason we thought this was very well worth doing, I think more than any sport, my good friend, you know, the trades that are made at the deadline in this sport are so much more impactful than any other sport, not even close. Oh, and the thing about it was too, Brian, like, it was interesting. Like, you know how they have these stupid like trade deadline shows on the network for like 20 hours and, hey, we traded a puck and a guy from uh, the AHL affiliate. Like, it actually didn't happen this time. Like, I looked at some of the moves and it's funny, just because it's trade deadline day today, a lot of moves were made uh, late Sunday night, early this morning. Taylor Hall to Boston. The Leafs went absolutely bananas. And you're correct. Like, when you look at this stuff, it's like, you know, teams that need that third line score, teams that need that extra defenseman. And you know this. In the hockey playoffs to win the Stanley Cup, somebody's getting hurt. Somebody's going to be scratched. There's going to be problems. You need depth, and if you don't have it, you're done. We talked about it before. That's what St. Louis did when they won the Cup. Eventually, San Jose and all these other favorites, they just they just wore them down. The fourth line of St. Louis, you talked about a pound, pound, pound. The defenseman, pound, pound. After a while, it's kind of like hockey. is that slow boxing dance, and, you know, eventually those shots that you take to the midsection, they hurt, and that's how you win the Stanley Cup. you got to stay healthy and you beat the other team down, it really is. Who's healthy, Brian, and who, who wants it? Who could actually get up and skate with broken bones? I am not saying that this is going to happen, but usually the kind of trade that's made, and when it's all said and done, and the guys that win the Cup, is a guy like Nick Benino. Yes. I mean? Okay, now, I'm just going to say this. I am not saying these guys are winning the Cup, but this year's Nick Benino in terms of changing the mindset and a change of venue that I think that one of the sneaky big deals, Sam Bennett going to Florida. I do not sleep on that. Cam, I think this kid is like, thank the good Lord, I'm out of there, and he, he's going to reboot, start over, third overall pick, and he's nasty. He plays well, with the such funny thing is he, say, he said all the right things too, Brian. He actually goes, hey, I like playing for Sutter. You know, we had a, you know, he started to really enjoy it. Well, you're gone now, so it doesn't really matter. And let's call it out for what it is. Florida needed to change. This is a team that we've seen this movie more times than any team in the National Hockey League. They're everybody's sleeper. They have great players. And all of a sudden, as the season progresses, sure, we do well in the regular season. And you started to see it, Brian, losing those games to Carolina. They look, the Panthers turn into pussycats. As the season progresses, it gets into the playoffs. They needed to do something for their organization. And you're right. The Bennett move is a great move for them. Team. They needed to get a little grittier. They have guys who can finish and getting some defensive depth. And I like, the, I like what Florida did. They have to say basically we're in because they had a great regular season. They can't piss it away, Brian. They got, they no. got to really do something. And, like, and it's time. Me, he's not him, but they also needed to replace Ekblad. Yes, they did. And they get a right shot defenseman in Montour who can provide some offense and skate. He's not Ekblad. But this is how the game is played. If you're a good organization or a bad organization, a few years ago, Sabres give up a first-round draft pick and Brandon Gooley, who was a first-round draft pick, to Anaheim for Montour, and three years later, you traded for a third-rounder. Okay. <laughs> that, that doesn't add up. No, it doesn't, and that's, 
it's a problem. And that's the, over the years, you've talked about like the Sabres organization uh, getting fleeced in deals and look where they are now. It's, t- it's rebuild time, Brian. But I will say um, the Leafs, they're all in. Like they went out and like the type of player you get in a Felino. this guy's an absolute killer. Uh, you talk about an old man that played for the organization too. There's, there's lineage there. Um, you go and get a backup goaltender and big save Dave. He always played well against Toronto. Now he is a Leaf. Man, uh, you pick up a defenseman from the Ducks. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that the, the Leafs are doing, and they're trying to, you know, get over the hump. The problem is Boston went and got Trip Taylor Hall, so well, eventually they got to take care of their own business. But if they see Boston again, they go, "Oh my God!" Well, stop. at least you're not. Usually, it's, you see Boston in the first round, and it's exactly. Always, yes, you're not going to yes. see him until the semis. But the other, they get Hutton from the Ducks. But the Felino deal is a big deal because. You've got – think about the guys that can fill it up. You've got Matthews, Marner. Uh, you've got Nylander. And then Tavares. But yeah, I'm and Tavares you, is starting to look really old, Brian. And he is. The but thing it, about it is when you watch Leaf games, like Tavares, it's been nice, but the Islanders weren't stupid. They, they knew something in the Leafs. He's old. He's old and slow. Well, Hyman's know, a good well, player. Well, like, Felino, the Leafs have a lot of weapons. Felino's a younger Tavares. You're going to get the leadership, and you're getting yeah. this guy in his prime. Yeah, no, I think it's a huge move, and he's also like he plays a good two-way game, right? He's he's a guy that can do a lot of things for the club, and I think the Leafs needed that type of player. They're still they always got out muscled in the playoffs, and Felino is the type of guy to not let that happen. He's going to make sure everybody shows up, and they have snipers, but they're not the toughest of teams. But I think that's it, a big move for them. Hey, Dubas and Shanahan, they're all in. We talked about it, Brian. Like like Florida, the Leafs said, this is it. This is our year, and I guess they see you know, the path going, okay, well, we can go out of the north, and if they get through that, then it's a little bit – it's it's always hard to win the Stanley Cup, almost impossible. But I think Dubas and the Leafs brass said this is the year during COVID where things are a little bit different. Maybe their pass easier, but they're, they basically put all their chips in. Well, it's funny, the social media thing, which is cool. You know, I mean, people go nuts, and I get nutty on Twitter when in passionate talking about hockey. But people lose their marbles and can't see the forest through the trees. The big chip after, uh, you know, some of the deals that were made was Taylor Hall. Yeah. And it happened uh, the night before the draft at, like, late, you know, like 1 in the morning Eastern time. And basically, Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar, who's not a throwaway, he'll help the Bruins. He's good physical, uh, good in the faceoff circle. And they send Anders Bjork back. I don't know what that turns into. But in essence, the deal was, Taylor Hall for a second round pick. That's what it could, and everybody's going nuts. Going, if you'd have waited till the next day, you could have got a first round pick. And like, folks, you just calm down. You could not have, but no, but no one could figure it out. It's like, here's the deal. First of all, the guys only scored two goals. All right, now on the premise, if you had a bidding war going, someone thinks he's a difference maker could put you over the top. Yeah, you get a first rounder, but Taylor Hall said, yes, I'm willing to be traded but he had a complete no-move clause. So what happened was he literally said, yeah, go ahead and negotiate, but I'm not going here, I'm not going there, I'm going here. And in essence, he told Adams, I want to go to Boston. And that's what he did. So once Boston knew that we were the only ones bidding on the guy, you know, all you could get was a second-round pick. But everybody thinks, everybody thinks Adams got fleeced. It, it was a second-round pick or nothing. I mean, that's what it came down to. Yeah, it, it, and the thing is, Buffalo's been fleeced in the past, but th- this is not the time, and you're absolutely correct. Like, 
Taylor Hall is a good player. He's diminishing skill set. It sucked. He talked about his experience in Buffalo. It was brutal. But, you know, he's part of the problem, too. Like, where's Jack Eichel? He's been, what was the last game he played, Brian? Like, March? Did, yeah. We, did, yeah, we did, do this March yeah, was, yeah, yeah, I'm starting to be honest with you. This guy, if I was a Sabre fan, I'd be pissed. This guy's a ghost. Uh, Allmark has been out for a big chunk of time. That's when that horrible losing streak happened. They're not as bad as the record indicates, but that's not a bad deal. That's all they could have got for him. Let's, let's be honest. The, you know, the Lightning always just make – Nothing flashy, but they always make moves that are difference makers. Yeah, like last time, it was Coleman from New Jersey, and I love that move because he's just a solid hockey player, and he was huge for them in the playoffs, right, Brian? Like that type of player. You talk about, like, the Beninos. Like, I talk about Frank Vetrano on Florida. Like, those are the guys I like. Those are guys that show up every single night. They'll play tough. They'll score goals. They'll do everything. Back check. You know, they they play a complete hockey game, and... Yeah, Tampa Bay. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, they're think just amazing. About, think about how when you say amazing, think about this. Uh, Zach Bogosian last year, after they finally waived him, and, and and basically all the Sabres fans got out of Zach Bogosian were pictures on Twitter of him fishing, basically. <laughs> and so now all of a sudden. He lands with the Lightning. And oh, plays, plays great. <laughs> really good hockey and wins a cup. And, and plays with Toronto. <laughs> but you know what? But the Lightning do it again. They go out yeah. and get David Smart. So now, yeah. so now they get this guy. And, and how about this guy? Talk about, you know, manna from heaven. This guy shows up. They're pairing him with Hedman. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll go there. Yeah, I think things are going to work out for me here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you talk about it. Like, that's the situation that you get in Tampa Bay. They didn't need to do a lot, Brian, and – I'll give him credit. Like, I don't know what Vasilevsky's taught McElhaney as their backup, but he's been playing great too. It's like this Tampa Bay team, they never stop. They put, they play, they put their B game in a lot of the time and they're beating teams. It's what do you do? No, this, this trade deadline though, like we've talked about this before. It used to be like teams talking about their American league affiliates and this guy and this guy and this guy, like these moves were good, Brian. We even got to like, you know, the big one with uh, Mantha to the Capitals. Detroit does great in the deal. They get a first-round pick, a second-round pick. Fantastic. That's the big Fantastic. one. If you want to say a hockey trade, if I mean, if there was a blockbuster, it's Mantha who's got so much potential size, speed, if the guy bring, could bring it every night. But listen, Iserman's building something here. He gets Verona and Panic back from uh, the Caps. They'll be – Helpful to the Wings next year, but they get a 2021 first, a 2022 second. You know, and you got Iserman, he's drafting well, he's doing it the right way, he's taking his time. Uh, we were talking uh, before, watch out, my friend, for Detroit and Ottawa in about three years. Yeah, no, I Detroit is. Brian, when the time we're doing this show, they just beat Caroline tonight. I, I get it. Like they beat Tampa Bay. It's like I, they catch teams napping, but what does that show you? They haven't quit. They Nashville's compete. on. Nashville's been on a heater. They brought like Detroit to overtime shootouts. Like this team will not go away. The, I'll give the Red Wings total credit. You said it. Now all of those young players that they have are going to get better. I look at Ottawa. Think about the games they played. The tight ones against the Leafs. They've given the Canadians fits. Hell, they're the reason the Calgary Flames aren't going to make the playoffs. Ottawa has dominated these guys in the North Division. Right? They own them. And. It's interesting to me. I look at Ottawa, and they're scary as hell. You said, I don't even think three, Brian. I'm thinking next year is going to be good, and the next year after that, they'll compete. And in the third year, they're yeah, you're absolutely correct. Like, come to think of it, I think in two years they'll be contenders, and in three years they can really do some damage. 
All right, man. I mean, so the, the trade deadline, it's, it's obviously an impactful thing. And it, it, the, the other one, the Islanders get Palmieri and Zajac. The one thing, and I love this Islanders team, good goaltending the whole But, Cam, I'll tell you what, I mean, their power play is a disaster. It is. They should decline penalties. <laughs> it is. And I think, you know, they've had some bad luck with injuries on the back end. But And another thing, Brian, is, like, Drotz plays a system. Barzell's got to show up and do things, like, on a nightly basis. He's another guy. I look at that team. You know what you can get from certain guys. They show up. But Matthew Barzell could be a star in this league. But sometimes I look at him and go, he's just floating. Other times I'm like, wow. It's like we talk about with Evander Kane, but just Kane's tougher than him. But it's the same thing. It's like, how come you can't do this every time you're on the ice? I think he's going to be huge for, uh, for, for the Islanders moving forward because the Leafs have gotten better. Boston adds Hall. Tampa Bay's almost unstoppable. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Florida got a lot better. I got to tell you, man, it's, it's a nightmare. Like, you're looking at – there's some really good hockey teams, man, that are going to gonna go backing. The Islanders are good, but mm, I don't know, man. There's something missing, I think. I'll throw, let me you, think throw one in. you think there's something missing? Yeah. No, yeah, offense. <laughs> I mean, minor detail. Yes, my minor. Yes. Great goaltending, though. <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> nice hair, though. <laughs> play the under. I'll just tell you now. Play the under. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. You can't. You can't trust him. Nice <laughs> hair, though. <laughs> well, it's, it's, <laughs> nice hair. Guys in the board meeting. Nice hair, though. Yeah. Well, it's, always, it's always like. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. He was really quiet, and nice, and never bothered anybody. <laughs> Real. Yeah. You think he did it? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh what a joke <laughs> no you're right that was the best you think the Islanders needs a offense <laughs> it's hey, true real that quick, Anders Lee that, that really hurts because I they, guess, Vegas I think real quick just went to I think yep. they needed more offense now they I agree get, they get the young kid uh from Chicago which is crazy I mean crazy when you look at their stats I mean you know he's a decent player I mean, he's okay by, yeah by a mile by a mile, he's their worst plus-minus guy. Like, he's minus 17. It's like, sometimes it's just weird how that stuff, you know, all pans out. But so he comes, and they're saying, you know, we'll see, put him on the third line probably with Tuck and, and see how that works out. But I think Vegas has a secret weapon, Cammy. I'm just going to call my shot here. I think they were in on Hall, supposedly, too. Yeah. Um, so they, they do this. They don't, you know, give up the farm. I think Peyton Krebs who was a first-round pick of theirs a couple of years ago. Krebs. And he, he would have been a top-ten pick in the draft. But leading up to the draft, he tore his Achilles tendon, right? So he falls to them at, like, number 19. And, but he was a top-ten pick. But, you know, people went, ah, he's hurting, and we want him right away. So they had the luxury and the time to work with his kid. Uh, the World Juniors camp, Peyton Krebs and Dylan yep. Cousins. Cousins and Krebs were Canada's two best players. Yep. And – this kid's junior season ends in two weeks. I think, I think Krebs, they're thinking, is a mini X factor. And when the junior season ends, I think he gets a little work at the end of the regular season. And, and maybe that's their – they're thinking their little, their little, you know, bump up is from within. But we'll see. I got to be honest with you, Brian, when I do these shows, you just – you impress me more than, like, anything. You know, it's just like, you know, you, you really think outside the box. And I, I agree with that. The thing is, remember Colorado with uh, Makar? 
same situation. You're oh going, my yeah. God! Exactly. Oh, this guy's just coming over from the NCAA. Yeah, he's the Hobie Baker. He's the best player in the NCAA. He's one of the best players in the NHL now. That's the thing that people don't understand. It's like these guys can come and make an immediate impact. They don't have to be established guys. You talk about Cousins; he's been the damn best player on the Sabers the whole year. He shows up there. He shows up on a nightly basis. So. Things have changed, Brian, from the old days where it's like, yeah, you know, we got to get these guys up and get act. No, they're ready to rock. Like, let they me, come in from the NCAA and get it done. I'll throw one little wacky thing at you on that, and we'll let it with the Krebs thing. That last year. The name, Krebs. <laughs> you know what, Cam? You know what they did last year? <laughs> they took him yeah. up to the bubble with him. Yeah, yeah. Just so as he, t- yeah, he was cool. a, one of the black aces. Yeah. So he was always in the practices, and he's around the team during a playoff run. That stuff's worth its weight in gold. And then this year, you know, he's playing AHL hockey, but when the junior thing kicked in, they had a, he had to go back to juniors, and now there's no playoffs. So in two weeks, this kid's going to come down. But he's not going to be your average rookie because he was around the team in a playoff run. And I, I'm telling you, just remember the name, Peyton Krebs, because I think he's going to be impactful when he gets on the ice. Oh, I agree with that, and, and that's the thing. Like you, you look at those young guys that have come up before, and they've made names for themselves, and they can do it very, very quickly. I like that, Brian. See, I've always told you you should have been working like a, a, like with the team, but anyway, you're you're working with me. I'm, uh, I'd rather be with you. <laughs> Some someone's got to help get you through the day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we'll see, buddy. I, I'll tell you, man. Things are things are getting interesting, and I, I gotta be honest too. Like just betting this stuff, it's been hard, man. Being used to have like edges all the time. I still have good nights. Like, you know what I mean? There's certain things that we find, but I got to be honest with you. No, it's, been weird un- it's been very unpredictable this year. It's been hard. No, there have been you some. Tell weird- me hockey batting. Like, even for guys who play totals, games are going under when you think they're over. And well, this you know, and you know, what's, you know what's happening, Cam? The things that would normally be gold mines for you, like, oh, okay, hey, the backups are in there, and the odds makers didn't adjust the total. But yeah. So, you know what's happening? The backups are playing, you know, like the second game of series where we said over than under. So yeah. a lot of times, would you agree with this? The backups have been pretty solid this year. And that's I don't, the thing. I don't know if they're that solid or it's that they're playing the second game of a series where the first game was high scoring and then the next game is played with a real defensive posture. It's a, co- it's a combination of both because I'm looking at the backups. Like, look at the stories. McElhaney's gone from a guy that used to be a sieve. He's standing on it's his head. basketball. What about Jack Campbell? The guy wins 10 games in a row for Hutchison. Toronto before it ends against the, uh, Montreal. Hutchison has gone from a guy that couldn't play in the NHL to ma- making huge saves. You're absolutely correct. Like, I have to believe it's weird. The backup goaltenders used to be like an, almost an instant fade. Look at Boston, Brian. They bring up Swayman and uh, Darth Vader. Like, they these guys have been keeping them along. I know. That's uh, It's the goaltender that's been the real shocker this year you can't fade guys you're bringing guys in and they've been doing a hell of a lot better than the past used to bring in a goaltender guys letting in five or six goals it's an instant over you know exactly what side's gonna win now it's very difficult man it's been a pretty wild year let me throw one final question at you okay it's trade deadline day i think st louis makes a push the florida moves i find intriguing that maybe like you said they turn don't turn into the kitty cats I'm I'm trying to think from a futures perspective. I'm still about I'm still about Carolina and Colorado, but Florida intrigues me a little bit. Yeah, no, Florida's good, but the thing is, is Bobrovsky gonna stand on his head? Can Dredger show up too? The loss of Ekblad is huge. I know that you said they you know they picked up a guy, but it's still there's a there's things about Florida 
How, how's this team going to win? How are they going to be successful? Brian, playing like a defensive posture, can, can they do that? I'm not sure they can. They have to outscore you. There's so many good teams, too. Like, what about Carolina, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston? Like, I, it's a murderer's row, man. Like, these teams, like, look at the moves they all made. I don't know, man. Like, the Florida Panthers are a nice story, but I don't know what. The, these guys, they just, they got to do it before I put money on these guys, Brian. What do you, you like them? Like my future, we talked about Carolina. I'm sticking with the Canes. If I'm looking for a big underdog, they're my team. No, I'm with you. I mean, I don't I, like the way they've been playing lately, but you can't look at that. This, this is a team that, you know, sometimes you take nights off against Detroit and stuff like the big pitcher. And they also lost a heartbreaking series, tight games to Boston. I think Brindamore understands. I think the players on that team know what it takes. They, they're going to need some good goaltending. I, you know, Brazic's going to have to stand up, but I think Carolina's scary and they're a deep hockey team. Would have been nice if they got one more score or two. That would have been really nice. All right. Well, it's the final push. And what we really will do here is the race for the playoffs. But I honestly, you got to watch and see how some of these new guys fit in. And the last thing, the absolute last thing, you've got the expansion draft, which impacted the quiet nature of this deal because draft day is going to be insane with teams moving guys because of Seattle coming in. Yeah, the difference is, Brian, we're not going to have a we're not going to have a Vegas Golden Knight story, right? Where they're sitting there stockpiling a team and going whatever. It's ah, let's just say it's not going to be as easy for the Kraken. They're right? laughing at him. Right, right. <laughs> the, the the only guy that will fall for it. It's like you know, like the trap door. Everywhere the guy goes is uh, Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, that's right. hey, it's like, hey, hey, Fletcher, want to make hey, a deal, Fletch? Sure, hey, I do. Let's go for a couple cognacs I mean, and hammer it out. If, I, if I'm the owner of the Flyers, I'm walking down and going, hey, Chuck, how you doing? Oh, good, I'm good. <laughs> what, 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 what's going on today? Oh, it's trade deadline day. Give me your phone. Exactly. <laughs> so true. So All, right. true. <laughs> All right, so Saturday night we'll have some fun. We'll see how some of these new guys fare. And yep. we'll dive into it and start a new week. But we'll have the show midnight Eastern on Sirius 204 and the Sports Group Radio Network. It's always good fun. You got it, Brian. Yeah, and replays on Sunday, too. So if you miss it on Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right, buddy. Yep. That was fun. Hey, we got a hockey goal. We got a <laughs> hockey goal. I've been waiting. Colorado just scored. Oh, did they? Great. <laughs> what am I at? Arizona plus two and a half bucks. I, I need three more. I get over five and a half. Let's go. Go, go, go. go. I'm in big trouble. All right. Cammy, good stuff, buddy. Later, buddy. I'll talk right. to you soon. Thanks for joining us right here on Light the Lamp.